Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of Dubai Stars. Today I have an international star, Mr. Daniel G. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. It's such a pleasure to have you. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the massive success that you've been doing worldwide. Congratulations on yesterday's event. Our phones didn't stop ringing. Everyone's like, we want to meet him. Make sure we see him before he flies out of Dubai. Thank you. So, Daniel, as I start with every guest I have on the show, uh, we want to know what triggered you, what uh -huh. made you do this message, because uh, the training and teaching has to be a message. It has to be a fulfillment. So how did it all start? Yeah, well, I mean, just like anybody, I was in sales since I was young. You know, just like you were in sales since you were, you were young. You know, I, I was selling since I was a young age, door-to-door -door sales. I was selling CDs at school. Um, but what triggered me, like what was the point that triggered me to start training and not just sell? It's like selling triggered me because I was broke. Yeah. That's it. That's what we were talking yesterday when I was telling the team. I'm like, why do you guys need so much motivation? If you're broke, money and sales is the motivator. That's it. Like, like that is the motivator, sales and money. If you need more, you shouldn't be in sales. Meaning if somebody says, well, I need, I need to read a book to get it motivated, inspired, and say, you shouldn't be in sales. Sales, the opportunity within itself is just motivating fucking enough. I was broke. I needed to sell. That's it. So sales, that was my kickoff because when my parents broke up, I was broke. And I said, what's the quickest way to make money? I made $20 quicker than my friends made $10 at KFC. When I first started real sales, I was 15, but I started selling before that. Okay. But when I started for a company, I was 15 okay. in a door-to-door -door sales job, working with my brother's you know, health insurance mm -hmm. and SIM card, et cetera, because my brother was three years older because it was illegal, obviously, to work at 15, cool. right? So I took an opportunity in high school. They were recruiting sales reps. I took the opportunity. I was working on the weekends. I skipped school Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The motivator for me to work, again, I realized that, number one, I can make more than people around me, garbage in, garbage out, meaning that... You know, I'm a hard worker like yourself. I'm competitive. I always want to be the best. And when you're working in a job, you don't get rewarded to be the best inside of your job. So I wanted to be like, I come from a sports background. So I wanted to be rewarded when I was the best. So I just got into sales because I realized if I eat everybody left and right of me, I'm going to make more than them. And my first time when I worked in sales, like my first paycheck that I ever got, I made, let's say $300 in a weekend. I went to my friends, they made 60 working at McDonald's where the cases. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Forget about it. I'm staying in sales. So I was in sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. like, and $300, by the way, at that time, 15 years ago, whatever the case was, was a lot of money on a weekend. It's more than my teachers are making or my parents. But that sales, again, for me, I never had to stay motivated. That was hyped. That was my kickoff. But now training, when somebody says, okay, you know, what triggers the training thing? I think what triggers the training thing, you know, for me is that because nobody taught us to be good in sales and nobody's doing it. To go through the mud and everything to get where we are. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, okay, if I could do this shit and I got good at sales, I'm like, I know everybody can do this, mm -hmm. right? So it just started trickling in. You know, I started training, you know, some schools, some teams, blah, blah, blah. And I just started growing it day by day. I just realized, okay, if a dropout kid that was counted out can do the sales thing, anybody can do the sales kit thing. And just think of how many people, I don't even think nobody, I don't even know if I said this before, but think of how many people, bro, go through sales, right? Like say... You're 16, 17, everybody eventually sells something in their life. Whether it's a cell phone in a store, they sell shoes, they sell watches, they sell something. Everybody sells something. 90% of people go on to sell one thing in their life, but 89% probably end up quitting because nobody programmed them or taught them to be in sales. But it's crazy in my head. I'm like, shit, we've all sold something. But then we're like, everybody's worked in a mall, sold something, but then they end up quitting. 
I'm like, okay, they're programmed to quit. Of course they're going to end up quitting because nobody said, hey, take this class, be trained in sales. You could do this for a living. Get into real estate. Hey, why don't you figure out about this insurance thing? You should get into more. Nobody. So to me, I realized, okay, we've been effed because everybody's been in sales, but everybody quit sales. Everybody quit sales because nobody encouraged them to be in sales. So you're going to follow the system. So all I said was, no, if I can do it, everybody can do it. And this is where the trigger came in from. I've seen every part walk of life become successful at a train. I've seen the mother of three move to South Florida that was dead, broke, busted, and disgusted, learn how to make fifty dollars to $100,000 a month. The same way you guys seen people walk in the office from every single walk of life make money. To me, every single time I see this, it gets me more excited and more excited and more excited. That's why I do events. I can see you know, success stories. So you thrive on the fulfillment that you take by changing people's life. Yes, That's yes, important. yes. Tell us what are the most successful characteristics of a person. Like when you look at the person, you see this guy, okay, he's quick, he's smart, he can do well in sales, but in this product, this other guy is mm. more humble, he's more like quiet, he can be okay doing something related to sales. So how do you classify people by just looking at them and having quick chest, know who will make it and who will not make it? One hunger, period. It's the like the hunger is the one that people try to like move away from, mm-hmm. but it's the baseline. So it's it's it doesn't matter what you're in. It doesn't mean you have to be enthusiastic and crazy outgoing. But hunger is number one. You can't you can't do anything without it. There's no good strategy in the world that can implement with low hunger. So number one, it's hunger. I think desire to be like the hunger uh, to be the best that you can be. Um, always is the number one characteristic. It's like an internal game more than an external game. Yes, again, to me, I always say like sales is competitive. I, I look at people around the office. I want to be the best. But even to myself, it's a hunger to see how much potential I have left in me. Like to me, myself, I always say, okay, there's more. There's another limit. There's another limit. I've tapped into sources of energy that I didn't even knew were capable. So I always, okay, the hunger to see my potential. One, I said, I think the second thing is, um, you know, a lot of great salespeople are emotionless, okay? So what I mean by that is they negate their emotions in, a, in the right way inside of sales. So a lady came up to me after the event. She's like, what would be your best advice for me if I just started off? And she's with you guys. And she's been in sales for about four to six months. And I said, you know, my best advice is this. Don't think about yesterday for the right and the wrong reasons, Meaning, if you win yesterday, don't think about it. If you lost yesterday, don't think about it. Reverse engineer at the end of the night, but go on to your next day because the best people are next, 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 next. They're not getting caught up in the person that ghosted them. The problem is that people are way too empathetic about their past situations and not empathetic enough in their current situations. So they're, they're more empathetic or they're more emotional about what happened yesterday rather than being more emotional on the phone call that they're having which is two different types of emotions. It's where you channel the energy. Are you thinking about yesterday or are you thinking about this call? Next, 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 next. Every salesperson is like, next, 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 next. I just did a deal. Okay, next deal. The person that has emotions gets caught up on their first deal. So like, I just did a deal. You know, you know, I made $25,000. Now they get caught up in the emotion. You got to be emotionless. You know, even though you didn't expect to make 30000 like that kid that just walked in the office and made $30,000, you got to realize that if you get emotional about it, which is a great emotion because you get happy, you might get effed up now because now you're hyped off the $30,000. So emotionless. I think, I think emotionless, treating it like work, just saying next, 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 being grateful for what's coming in, but yeah, being emotionless. I find most of these people that we're talking about, their weakness is like um, the numbers. Like 
on an average, if you make 100 calls, you will end up to be having 10 meetings. From the 10 meetings, if you're uh -huh. okay, you will close one. If you're really good, you can close two, three, four, five. Right. So when I ask someone like, how is your pipeline is looking like? Yeah, I have two clients I'm working at. I'm like, your Whoa. full pipeline uh -huh. is two clients. Uh -huh. Okay, maybe the deal value might be massive, but still two clients is nothing. You need to have minimum 20 where we'll be in the stage of cold going to warm then to the actual meeting and what happened they base their months in these two clients and right. if these two clients goes them they mm. have to dwell on it for the next two weeks so eventually it's a process of a month and a half which is gone ah. while the actual productive one they they will not be fulfilled whatever they close i'm mm. gonna give you an example of myself there was one day I made over seven figures and one day you told me last night I came back to the office and I kept calling like nothing happened I didn't even count it why this because, is like my shit because the way I see it is like I'm trading my time which is my most valuable asset with cash and that cash will never get me to buy time again mm. so I'm working one year like I'm working for the next 10 years because eventually I have an end goal where I'm gonna hit that massive number where I'm gonna shift my business mm. and most of the guys are here are living day to day paycheck to paycheck not really knowing that today you are in such a vibrant city where whatever you make I don't know you can make in a month what other people need to make in five years in different countries mm. but they don't see that why because they don't feel like i'm capable of it i'm not worth it yes for them yes. like the society has broken them down they damaged them in a way that they're okay, not even aware of it by yeah the way. let me just make a living you know i can eat i can pay my bills i have an okay life happy day thank god so if they make the ten thousand they're like oh my god yeah i don't even feel like i was worth it i don't even feel like i was worth it that's why yesterday i don't know if you remember when i was saying the when i bought my lamborghini i was 24 and i was shaking because i didn't feel like i was worth it yeah you know what i mean so i i was like whoa this is too much this is too much even though I knew deep down inside, I'm good at what I do. I work so hard for what I do. But somebody, all the external environment programming to say, you are not worth that car. It's crazy. And another thing that you brought up, which I think was super important that I want to go back on, is when you said that some people have two people in their pipeline, or let's just say 15 people in their pipeline, and they're moving the needle and it's still not enough because what happens is towards the end of the month when you need a check or you need to close on customers or whatever the case is, sales is like a living organism. Like you need it to keep pumping, right? The worst thing I think a salesperson can do, because you said what's good traits, I think the worst trait is not realizing that it's 24-7. Meaning that if you are not constantly this thing, and it's mental too, it's not physical, meaning not picking up the phone 24-7, mental 24-7. When you go to, because everybody likes to see the physical game, like this, this is physical, the calls, it's all physical, but mental, it's 24 seven. When you're going to bed at nighttime, you're thinking about it. That's the mental game. And, and it's funny because, you know, I even talk about like, even in, when you're in relationships, some girls or guys will date somebody that's maybe in sales. Oh, it's so cool. They live such a nice lifestyle. Look at them. Nice cars, nice suits. Da, da, da. Yeah. But little do you know, you're looking at the physical result of what they have. Now, let's see if you can handle the mental thing where they go to bed at nighttime and they're freaking thinking about sales and they wake up and they're thinking about sales and they have the stress. This is normal. So I don't think what people understand that sales is a very mental game as well. So they got to constantly be thinking, how am I going to move this deal forward? Who am I going to contact tomorrow? What am I going to do tomorrow? Most people aren't intentional even about their thoughts. Most people don't think. It's literally a thing. They will go from here downstairs to Starbucks thinking about going to get their coffee. 
a salesperson, a true salesperson is going down to Starbucks, still thinking about their business, simultaneously realizing people in the elevator, saying thank you to the girl that gives them Starbucks. They're so on every to sell someone in Starbucks, in Starbucks yeah. at the same time, being kind to the Starbucks person and, and not just being kind to the Starbucks person because that is your job in life, but also realizing that if I'm kind to this person, somebody at my energy is going to realize that. And they might come up to, hey, bro, what do you do? Blah, blah, blah. This is it. They're, they're on 24-7. So the best trait, I think, for a salesperson is it's a 24-7 game. You don't split the activities in sales. In the beginning stages, I would say for the first two years, you don't live sales and life differently. Mm -hmm. And this is only for people. This message that we're saying is for people that actually want to make money. If you come into sales, you want to do a part-time, which is not the best thing to do in sales, I think, personally, to do a sales part-time because it's just way too stressful to handle it part-time. I don't think it's a good thing to go part-time. Uh, but I think for somebody to realize that, you know, you can't rush towards the end of the month to close somebody in sales. The pipeline is not full. This is what we were talking about. It's like, you can't go grocery shopping when you get hungry. You know, it's already too late. There's no food in the cupboards. It's too late. There's no food. You can't eat. You can't dig the well when you get thirsty. You need to dig the well. So when you're thirsty, you got water. So when you want to make money, where's your clients? Where's your pipeline? Who have you worked? If to me, it's insane. If somebody doesn't add five, six, seven contacts to their pipeline every single day, they're dead. It is the only thing inside a business. The most important thing inside of the business is to keep just focusing on the prospecting thing. Eventually, you prospect hard enough that you probably never have to prospect in the next 10 to 15 years. But any smart person once wants to you say, grow, you refer you're good. Anyway. People are going to prospect for yeah. you. That's what I tell them. Like Once you get a referral, 80% of the business is done. You just yes. need to select the units because that person that referred you, you, you created other happy. prospectors. Yeah. You've created such, you did so well at, oh, it's so good. You did so well at prospecting. I never even thought of this that because some people try to jump. They're like, how do I get referrals? One sec. You're not even prospecting. You got to do both. But you do so well at prospecting in the beginning that throughout your career, you're creating other prospects that prospect for you because you're so heavy on prospecting as a byproduct. Yeah. You don't even know what's going to happen. Some people that have the biggest referral network aren't even like intentional so much about the referrals because they're so focused on building good relationships, right? And then sometimes referrals come in second nature because they're always thinking about prospecting where the case is. So to me, it's like you can't say, I just want to get referrals if you haven't paid the dues of prospecting in the first two years, three years, whatever the case is. I'm sure for you, people are now referring just business left, right, and center. Of course, right? but also I- Do you still drum up business till now? You still bring in business yourself? Yeah. Cold business too? Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I have now the image that I do close bulk deals. Right, right, of course. I make most of my investors leverage on their money because I got them crazy payment plans. They need to pay 10, 20%. They take the keys, the remaining post handover payments plan, zero interest. I manage the properties under short-term rental where they make anywhere between 10 to 12%. So I'm making their money work for them and they're extremely happy because there is no headache. So I have this section. The other side I want to tell you is like, I always do a little stuff that will make people appreciate it. For example, like now, whenever I'm doing a sale, this buyer has to share with me his passport copy. I look at the passport copy immediately. What do I look? Date of birth. Mm. I open my Google calendar. I put, go to that date. I put his name. That's his birthday. And when his birthday come, I pick up the phone. I don't text him. I just take a video. Hey, whoever he is, mm. you know, I just want to wish you an amazing day. I love that. My best regards yes. to you, to the yes. wife, yes. Yes. to the kids. I hope you have a great one. Mm. Okay. 
also I send them, I don't know, bouquet of flowers, chocolate, whatever it is. I do the extra step. Any unit I sell, I always make sure I send them an espresso machine to the house because mm. every day when he's doing that coffee, he's remembering me. And mm. whoever comes to his house, I love the house, you know, like, okay, great. Take Anthony's number, just call him, he will do everything for mm. you, don't worry. So in this way, I'm always in their mind. Mm -hmm. Even if he's not doing business for the next two, three years, he's remembering me. I always make sure I check on them whenever I'm passing in that area. It's like, hey, how's it going? So keep that contact with the people mm -hmm. because these people for me, they are not numbers. The way I create my sales experience is like, you're my friends and we're going shopping. We're going real estate shopping. We're going whatever, whatever service you need in the country, I can provide it to you. So I make them feel we're friends. Right. Tons of times I pay installments on behalf of them, which is 30, 40, $50,000. And they were like, Tony, you're mad. I'm like, no, I know you're going to pay it eventually. Mm. I'm just making your life easier. So this is what I do myself. This is why I always have this repetitive business because I have a very successful business model and business mentality. Mm. And it's crazy because then you start, you start learning these things as you go along as well. Like, you know, you started learning, okay, wait, how do I keep this client, you know, as a relationship for a lifetime? How do I keep this person top of mind for a lifetime when I want to think about this person? It's not just, again, that's why I was saying yesterday, I say some people just do the job to do the job. Like some people are like, okay, I sold the home. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean you sold the home? Okay, what next? You just sold the home, but yeah. what next? Did you put the coffee maker in the home? Did you go to their house? Did you do a housewarming for them? This is done for most of the people because as I'm telling you, most of the real estate brokers in the city, their job is like I either sell or rent a property, uh -huh. but there is way more than that. There's property management, there's holiday homes, there is finances. You sure, that's have, a horizon you can, of your business. You can release equity on this property and make him buy one or two more. You know, there is interior designer, there is furnishing, there is anything he wants that we can provide to him. So basically, let's say I'm a one-stop shop and he has one service. Uh -huh. So if you're going to a mall and you go to a place where he has the jacket, shirt, pants, uh, or you go to one place who has only shirts. Yes, I'll yes. go to a place where I can find everything. everything. So this is the difference between right, the two. Right. So the brokers are just programmed in this city. Either I sell or I rent. Right. I don't see the bigger image that there is way more to that. Mm -hmm. And did, you know, it's funny because what happens is I feel like even for myself, most people think they're probably watching this and they're like, well, Anthony, it's easy for you to say because you made a lot of money in real estate and then your horizon got broadened. Yeah, but why don't you just look at it as a learning curve to be like, I don't got to make a lot of money to extend my services. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if it's taking you a few years to say, oh shit, it's not a one-stop shop. Let me offer homestay services. Let me offer, you know, international services, cleaning services, et cetera. I think people have to watch that and not wait until they make a lot of money to offer more services. The only way they make more money is to offer a lot of services. Having the services will make them money. Will make them more money. And your incomes. clients respect you 10 times more too as well. 100%. When you could take care of a whole client, like I used to st still think as well, like I, I have a sales agency. Daniel, we need one of your sales guys. That's one dimensional. Take a sales guy. I think I'm doing well. And I started thinking, I'm like, why just a sales guy? Why not a marketing team? Why not an operations person? Why not hire an assistant for that mm -hmm. person? Why not just make that person's life easier? But the problem is when people get into sales, they don't see it as a service. So they're like, well, I don't want to sell them more. Really? Well, then get out because then you don't feel like your product can actually help somebody. To me, I'm doing this person a favor. This person doesn't want to market. They don't want to hire a systems person. They don't know operations. They don't know how to do sales. Let me do everything for them to make their life easier so they can focus what they're good at. My clients shouldn't be marketing. 
you're, you, when your people come in here, they need to have a full 360. Okay, I got you covered here. I got you covered here on the cleaning services, on the leasing services. When your family members come in, we could put them here until they get a visa approved, until they can live in a house. It makes their life easier. The moment a salesperson, the moment a salesperson looks at themselves as a disservice and an interruption, they're effed. They're done. 100%. It's over. If you look at yourself as like, I don't want to offer somebody too much. I don't know. You're done in sales. If you look at yourself as a gift or a blessing for somebody, you're good yeah. because you're like, wait, wait, how do I give more to this person? How do I really make this person's life easier? I'm a gift. Every single hand that I shake to, I'm a gift to this person. And then you'll start adding more services. So it's like salespeople either have two uh, brains when they walk inside of their office. Either they think that they're going to be an interruption when they call somebody or they think they're going to be a gift when they call somebody. That's it. They can only simultaneously think one thought. I don't know what you thought, but I could see through people's language. Okay, this person thinks they're an interruption. Why? When he picked up the phone, he said, hey, sorry to bug you. Hey, sorry to bug you. Sorry to bug you. Sorry to bug you. What do you, you're already, I could tell in the person's mind, he thinks he's an interruption. So he's not going to talk to the person. He's not going to add another service. He's not going to have 18 different services because he's the guy that DMs somebody saying, sorry to bug you, man. Don't want to waste your time. I am not doing an interview. If you say, Daniel, I want your time. Sorry to bug you. I know you're super busy. Sorry. I don't want to do a business with you. You know, you, you lost your posture already. Yeah, yeah you, you, you lost yeah, your posture already. It's different. Like, yes. I can tell you something. Like, I do close between 250 to 300 units a year. Right. 80% wow. of those, they never inquired for real estate. It was either a company formation, someone moving to Dubai, someone just stayed two, three months in a short-term rental, fell in love with the city. He was like, okay, it's time to invest. Someone is coming to have a second nationality by investment somewhere else. So all of this, they didn't come to real estate. The, the beauty about Dubai that you come here to visit Dubai, once you spend 72 hours, you will like, wow. Yeah, I'm staying here. It's flashy. Yeah. You're an example. Yeah. You're coming in November, you want to stay. Yeah, 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 yeah Exactly, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, it's very luxurious. This city sells itself. What we have on top of the all of the international real estate, we have so many reasons where people want to be in Dubai and it's beneficial for them to be in Dubai. So the city sells itself. All what you need to do is present it properly. Uh -huh. That's it. Uh -huh. Such an easy... And don't take it for granted. Yeah. Like, I don't take it for granted. I don't like sound like this pushy sales yes, person don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. wants to stay away from you uh -huh. take them out because there's Italian, so many there's abundance let me take you to italian places where you will enjoy mm. it i don't know you're into any activity it's here let me show it to you and that's how you create mm. the relationship and that's how you do the sale which will lead you to be doing 10 sales and eventually 100 sales like the the concept it's crazy that we're talking about this the the concept is within itself right now as it's happening in real life form because think of it if I move to Dubai in November, December, whenever I do decide to move, obviously I'm calling you guys. I'm not going to go call somebody. Yeah. I'm calling you guys. And the only reason why I'm calling you guys is because now we have a relationship. Because we went out for dinner. We were out last night. We're doing a show together. We are doing an event together. There's nobody else that I'm going to call. It's not even a, th a mere thought. Was your job to say, hey, when Daniel comes in, I'm going to sell him real estate? No, it wasn't your job. Yeah. But we're just, you're doing... It subconsciously now because this is just who you're accustomed to be. And when I showed you what's the benefits of you owning a real estate, yes, idea, yes. you were like, okay, this is too good to be true, definitely. Anyway. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, like the, that's what I mean. Like your intention was not say he's going to come here, I'm going to sell him some property. Right away, I'm going to sell him some property. Right. Let's just create a relationship with him. Let's have fun. Let's go out. You know, let me show him some information about what it is to be here. I would like for him to be here because then we could do more stuff together. Whatever the case exactly. is, like the intention is good. It's not like, oh, I need to sell them to make $50,000. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, the yeah. problem when people get into yeah. sales. 
They're thinking so transactional. They're thinking so transactional. It's like, okay, I got to get this person. I got The moment you start thinking about the commission check, it's game over. Have a good day. You're done. Because now every single conversation that comes out of your mouth, you're attached to a commission check. I see the people that get emotional in the office. I talk to all of them. I make your, you're already thinking about your commission before you created the relationship with the person. You're already thinking about how would I make $23,500 off this person. You just treated the person like a number. Mm-hmm. You treated them like I could smell it now out of your breath. It's yeah, coming out. I can feel the vibe. Anyway, yes. Daniel, I want to ask you, like, Anyways. you train tons of people. And whenever you are in any room, you just, like, pump this beautiful energy. You're gone. 48 hours. All of this pump. That person that took from you, it's gone. There's no more motivation. Right. What do you do next? Like, you, as, 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 like, let's say, you're not a motivator. You're just talking about your lifestyle with people. You're sharing it. You're yeah, I'm passionate about what happy. I do. Yeah, you're yes, happy, yes, yes. you're passionate, all of this. But as I told you, in any event, like even yesterday, it was a beautiful For a fact, event. 95% of the people go home yeah. and they're done the next day and they're miserable the next day and they're not motivated. And five people are happy. That's going to work for five people. But the 95 other people, the 195 people are going to be like, yeah, okay, but you know, that stuff doesn't really work out. Mm-hmm. So to me, in my head, the way I look at it is like this, you know, I did my job because if I think about the people that aren't going to get the message and they're not going to work for it, then I'm never going to be able to train the next people in line. So my job is this in life, my job personally, my job is to go into people's life, try my best to plant the seed. And that's it. That's it. My job is to plant the seed and it works in both ways. Either it plants the seed, it grows, which is successful. Either I try to plant the seed, it doesn't grow. So the motivation is there and it's gone tomorrow. Now, when I plant the seed and it grows, what starts to happen is this. Now you get excited. So I planted the seed and it grows. That is the only time I should be excited. And people are like, well, what what does this mean? Meaning what happens is sometimes you turn somebody into this tree, this flower, whatever. Then that person goes to move on to a different company. That person leaves. That person goes to do this. But I already did my job. But what happens is now when... Janet goes to leave the company. You're like, oh, she should have been with me because, you know, I trained her. I built her up and I did everything for her. I've done this because I've, I've trained and hired salespeople for a living. And, I, and then I said, well, no, no, Dan, you did your job. Your job was to plant their seed, make their life better, bless them on the way out, let them have some fun, do what they got to do, whatever the case is. Because if I hold the grudge to Janet leaving my sales office, I'm not going to be able to hire the next person. When you go so wide, which is my life, you know me, like I want to impact a billion people. I'm not playing to talk to 10 people. When you go so wide, I go to bed at nighttime. Really, the thought is this. I just did my job. I planted the seed. This person came successful. If they left, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I did my job. I tried my best to plant the seed. I can't think of somebody not blooming or somebody blooming and somebody leaving. It was just my job to plant the seed. Let that person go. Don't think about what happens on the way out. And that comes from my sales mentality because my sales mentality is just to show up and just do the best every single day. It's not, you can never control the outcome, but I can control my action. So there's a big difference. I'm not like, I'm not attached towards the end outcome of the day. I'm attached towards my action. Any producer, you're attached towards action. You're not attached towards result. You're controlling your actions. Because if you can control your actions, you control your emotions, you're good. So I'm not a controlled, like, like when somebody says, oh man, you know, I have to make this by the end of this month. No, no, focus on your activity. Control your actions inside of your business. Productivity and results 
are a byproduct. What I Anyways. do different than you, like I pull trigger on people. Like if I sit with someone, like I will tell him you will not make it. You were. Who says I don't do that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I tell Who him, says? Not, just go take a job, do yourself. And I do this every day. You're not an entrepreneur. You don't have the mentality. You don't have anything. And and that is not disrespectful no, at all. Actually, you're helping that individual. Yeah, and now listen, wait, mind. wait, wait. This is such a good freaking topic, dude. Can yeah. I stop on this for a second? This is a good topic. This is a good topic because. Now, somebody's gonna watch this and say, whoa, man, that's a little bit harsh. You shouldn't, I thought, Daniel, your job was to inspire people, not tell them you shouldn't be good at sales. Okay, well, now I'm gonna get back to you, Nancy, for a second. If I said to Nancy, hey, you shouldn't be in sales, you don't have the hunger, you don't have what it takes, it's not for everybody, and it isn't for everybody. I know if she should be in sales based on my response. If she's like, you know what, F that guy, I'm gonna go become successful, I'm glad. Good, but if it actually made her quit, I am right. But if she was supposed to be there, then she's gonna take that as motivation. She's not gonna see it as demotivation. She's gonna say, no, no, let me prove Daniel wrong. So actually, I'm doing somebody a service when I kick them out of my office. Because if they're really supposed to be in this position, they either be back in my office or my competitor's office. Mm -hmm. So to me, I think it's good to push people out of your proximity. And the same way we do it in leadership is the same way people could do it in sales. I was telling a girl this yesterday. I said, hey, respect your business. Have some self-love. If a client, she was saying yesterday, I can't remember her name. Uh, I can't remember the, the lady's name. She was saying, you know, what if this client is bringing me around, but there's another decision maker that wants me to use a different real estate agent, but I'm trying to sell her and somebody else, her friend is always there with another real estate agent. And her friend wants to make the commission with another real estate agent. She said, hey, listen, there comes to a point in your life where you have to respect your business and say, hey, by the way, I know your friend wants you to work with another realtor. I think at this time, go work with the other realtor. No, no, and honestly, so I don't break up your relationship, go work with them. You know, I, this is your job to be happy. Go do it and respect your business. Push people yeah, out. Yeah, if she was valuable enough, like let me tell you. Internally, there is something in here in the city that they call it kickback. It means like whatever commission I make, Okay, I will give it as a kickback to the client. I know, of course, it works everywhere. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, in here it's heavy. So uh -huh. I mean, like in Tony here, loves kickback. And <laughs> <laughs> here, so basically, our commissions vary between three to five percent. Uh -huh. You have some people that will tell the client, "Okay, I'm gonna give you one percent, four point five percent. I'm gonna keep zero point five. This is how bad it is in here. It's it's like wow, yeah, it's disgusting. But I'll tell you, something. you don't even need to be a realtor here. Yeah, you can just do referrals. I bet any agent in the country that whatever they offer to any of my clients my clients will add them Stay thank you, you for the offer it's very generous but i don't see any value with you mm. like whatever you're gonna offer it back to me i will pay it 10 times more to find a person like that to, to give me this five to right. seven services right so for that girl whoever she is if she has shown that actual value yes no one can take her away but but honestly speaking yes that's why i said i said but you know if you're just selling or renting a property yeah it's just a number there is twenty four thousand agents in this city. but that's why i told her i said move on focus on getting yeah. better stop it like like your job the job is not everybody tries to go for the one quick fix so like you know it's funny when i do events people are like what would you say for this close what would you do in this situation and i always think in my head i'm like no 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 this is not the problem. You know what I mean? It's never one objection. The problem is, is what you just said, is that you haven't built up enough value. Maybe you haven't done something that the objection thing is not the problem. Her telling somebody to go to another realtor is not the problem. The person doesn't look at you and say, I need you. That's the problem. 
So instead of me dealing with your bullshit question yesterday, which was, oh, should she go to the other realtor? Maybe you should go home and say, how do the heck do I become a person of value where nobody even has a thought of working with somebody else? Nobody is going to come to me and say, bro, who should I pick between you and somebody else? Don't pick me, bro. Go somewhere else. I got work to do. In my head, that's what I'm thinking now. Why the heck does this guy have a decision who to pick? Nobody has ever in their life had to decide, no, I'm hiring Daniel because I want to work with Daniel. Daniel's going to get the job done. That's it. So it's not just the one thing that's going to make that girl better. It's like you said, she's not a person of value. So the person... It's a bit funny that the most successful people on the planet, they are the most uncomfortable people in their life. Uh Single mom, single dad. Yeah, of course, because it propels them towards something, of course. Yeah, so it's like, uh, with these guys in here, I tell them, like, listen, all of us here, we are experts. We were not born here. Like we, yeah, we are yeah, not yeah. actual Emiratis. And all of us, in order for us to left our countries, there is massive issues in our countries. So, so we are blessed to be living in a city where the weather is like for nine months is beautiful. Forget the summer. Okay. Uh, we are living in such a security where we don't have to worry about anything. No one will rob you in here. No one will even dare to do something. So we have all of the components to be living too close to a perfect place and where we have this city that it can sell itself you just need to direct people just to be honest mm. just to give them that service and you're gonna make tons of money and guess what this money is tax-free is not your pocket mm. and find me this somewhere else mm. in the world so once you are looking for a motivation all what you need to be motivated is that you are alive uh-huh. and you're living in this city yeah, and you don't yeah. Need that's what i said it's you some people complicate as, the motivation thing yeah. like it's too much like what what more do you want you woke up and you were able to come to this office like the moment i walked in here somebody came up to me and they said oh man welcome to the office man so what are you doing here today i'm like dude let's make some money I'm like, I'm like, I felt like when I walked in here, I seen some sales guys walking around. I'm like, well, let's, let's pick up a phone. Let's start. Let's make some money right yeah. now. Cause I'm like automatically it's like, I'm in my mode. Like I don't need somebody to say, Hey, come in here. You got to sell blah, blah, blah. Again, to me, it's the motivator. Sales is the motivator. I have the opportunity to do it. You know what I mean? Some people don't even know the thought of how much they can make, you know? So it's crazy just to me knowing the thought of how much I can make. Let's say for example, I was in this office. I wouldn't need nobody to come to me and say, hey, bro, you got to work harder. You don't want to know why? Because I would walk by Loe's office and I walk by you and I'd say, dude, how much you make? You'd say, oh, $6 million. I'd say, oh, cool. I don't need to read a book anymore because that's enough. (laughs) That's already enough. It's game over. You just said $6 million to me. That's all I did. You made $6 million? Okay, cool. Game over. Don't need to read a book when I wake up. This guy made $6 million. It's attainable. But some people can't even come to the thought of that they can make that money. So just to even be aware that I can make six million, I'm grateful enough for that. Just to be aware of it, that I have an opportunity that can make me six million. No, no, that's enough of a motivator. What more do I need? I need these 15 different reasons and I get it because you talked about the why, the purpose, da, da, da. It's great, but again, I'm in sales to make money. And sometimes people think they have to be passionate about sales. Listen, I was not passionate about sales. I didn't wake up saying I'm a passionate salesperson. I wasn't passionate about the process of sales. Yes, but I'm not passionate. I just got off an interview. No, no, but I, it's, it's, it's yes, exactly. But I didn't say when I'm young, oh, I need to be a salesperson. Like I'm not like, again, we're in business. I'm in the people space. I'm not in just the product space. I'm in the people space. I'm not passionate about sales, but the, the thing, the thing for me was, you know, when I'm inside of this, when I'm inside of this sales business, doing the sales gig, whatever the case is, you know, to me, 
I just see not many people were raised to understand that, you know, there is something outside of what they've been taught. So this is like my motivator enough. Like to even when I wake up out of bed in the morning, you know, I, I get texts from people, hey, this person's sick, da, 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 this, you know, this happened to this. Like, whoa, I just, how am I able to stay up for three days and just come to this office and run this podcast? Thank you, God, for just giving me another day just to work out this business. I don't know where it comes from, but let's just work it out. That's it. I don't need to write 15 things in my notebook to say, this is why I'm going to do what I freaking do. No, I've been given this opportunity. But, That's it. I don't know. I feel something. There's something with you. Like you've made the success. You've made the money. You've made the image. Everyone knows you uh-huh. on, on, on social media and real life. Is there someone that triggered you earlier in your life when you were a kid or a teenager and told you you're not good enough, you're a failure, you're something, and that's why you have this massive flame in you where you yeah. want to prove that, no, you're wrong, I'm, I'm going to dominate the planet. Only for one, no, only for one second. Honestly, it was one second until I realized, I said, if I play this game to always prove somebody wrong, I'm never going to get to where I really, really want to get to. Uh, so meaning like one teacher once when I was selling, like when I was in door to door sales, she literally wrote on my test. And meanwhile, like I, I walked in school with $2,000 cash in my pocket because I was in sales doing that door to door sales job. I was a freaking gangster at school. I was walking around both pockets full of money. So this, 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 I was doing English. I can't even, you know, when I was in English class, I was born English speaking English. But when we were doing Shakespeare and stuff and, you know, proper English, grammar, I'm thinking about how do I make another thousand bucks? I'm not thinking about this thing. I would fail English, like fail. I had an English teacher when I was 15, right? I have a late birthday, December 9th. So I was 15. I think I was in grade 10 at the time. She writes on my test. She says, what? No, no. She writes on my test saying, if you don't pass the next one, you will be, you're going to end up being a garbage truck driver. And it was on my test. And then she handed me, she said, read that. How old were you? 15. Yeah, that's upsetting to read. <laughs> and I said, whoa, I'm going to be a garbage truck driver. Then I went to work Thursday. She said that to me, like a grade 10 teacher. I went to work and I made another $1,000 on the weekend. And then I said, no, 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 no. There's already a flaw in people's messaging. Like I already, I already understood this game of life when I was 15. I'm like, I've been lied to forever. She's saying I'm not going to be successful, but she's referring to success as money. I already have this game figured out. I already knew I was going to be rich when I was 15. I had no doubt that I was going to have a lack of money when I was 15. No doubt. Because I, I'm very logical. I'm not hope. I'm logical. I made $1,000. She says I'm going to be a to- uh, garbage truck driver. But I already know if I times that by three days and I make $1,000 a week at that time, I'm a millionaire in people's heads. I'm making so much money. So to me... It's like there was one trigger, but I already realized that there was a flaw. Probably in that person, they had an insecurity about their own life that they weren't able to trace a passion. So now she's just taking her anger out on a grade 10 student, to be honest with you. Now, when I really think of it, when I really think of it, how, like, think of the such a low state you have to be in to tell a kid if you don't work, this is where you're going to end up. And I'm grade 10. I'm like the weakest. I had this experience in my school. They always tell me, like, you're you're no good for anything. Yeah. you, you will always be like that. Uh, we don't know how you're going to end up. And then, I don't know, three or four years back, I met all of them, all of my teachers. Mm, interesting in situation, wedding, right? In a wedding Ooh, of my wow. friend where he invited everyone and I saw everyone and they were like, is this legal what you're doing? I'm like, yeah, like my yeah, job yeah. is obvious. Like that's how bad you think wow. of me. Yeah, and then that's, the that's so yeah. crazy that you just said that. People will think, yeah. isn't it crazy how if you go above the norm, 
especially like you know must be doing yeah, something just right above yeah. the norm forget even the teachers just your friends you know the, just your friend when i was in corporate sales the most like the most ethical by ethical you're following the book i have this thing my clients are given to me i'm in medical sales meaning when i go sell somebody the government's even paying the paycheck i'm going to sell the person that has to get approval by the government to even give me a five million dollar check for medical beds I'm in medical sales. I didn't make my my money in the beginning stage of my first year one inside of my business. I made it from medical sales that I was saving up my bank account. And when I went to go buy a car, like a nice fancy car, I was driving nice cars, BMWs, Mercedes, but then I went to go buy an exotic car. Everybody came up to me and said, bro, what is it that you do? Like, what do you do? Like, and they would look at me weird. Like, yo, what's the gray line inside of your business? Cause now I opened up a business. Yeah. So like, what's, I'm like, no, 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 but I got this off my sales job. Like my sales job, like my sales job that I showed up to seven days a week. No, no, but like, come on, tell us the truth. Come on, there I'm must like, be something. I'm like my business only did like $8,000 that month. I'm not doing nothing in my business yet. Yeah. This is from my sales job, right? And it's funny because I said, there's no way, like this person already has this connotation about that if you make over $120,000, you're doing something illegal or, and, that's where I say, whoa, we've all been programmed to be effed because, you know, they, they, they and, and you know, you lose so many people along the way as well. And it never stops. So then I stop trying to prove people wrong because you waste your energy trying to prove people wrong. You just waste. It's just a waste of energy. And, and it happens no matter what. Eventually, if you work your ass off, you know, it, it always happens. And it never stops. You tell somebody a bigger vision, somebody's going to say, hey, I don't think you could do it. Hey, slow down. So I just realized it's all... It is never going to stop in my career. I never stop. I always think bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Every time I did a leap inside of my career, everybody had an unpopular opinion. And then when I looked at it, I said, okay, where's your sales agency? Well, I don't know. Where's your sales agency? Dan, I don't think you should go to Miami to open up. Really, where's your sales agency in Miami? Show me your office. Your opinion's invalid. Or you don't have to have a sales agency, but show me that you did an office in Toronto. If you're a broker, I want to see your office in Toronto and your office in Miami. Okay, you're, so then you even come to the logical standpoint of opinions that a lot of them aren't even valid. So it's just a heavy commodity that you're holding in your back. Saying, I'm going through all of this. I'm the funniest one for me. It's like when I see people are giving relationship advisors yes, and yes. divorced. Yes, and yeah. like, those are the best. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like my girl breaks up with me and I go to my buddy, hey, bro, you know, this guy, and then he becomes a relationship coach. Yeah, Bro, like, you just cheated nights, on your yeah. girlfriend 17 times. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So this is what's been happening here, but eventually I'm very happy I got to sit down with of you. Of course, thank you. We, we, we're so alike mentally. We have this, and yesterday you said something on the stage. It really touched my heart. It resonated with me because I don't know how to explain it. When you said, like, I'm very careful about uh, securing my own energy, who I talk to, who I spend time with. And this is what I've been doing lately because I feel my day from morning to evening is just being, I don't know, I'm spreading my energy everywhere, but it's not giving me any returns or at least any satisfaction. I'm not just talking financially. So I'm kind of keeping myself away from people and just doing my ideas, making these ideas become reality by writing another book, by doing another business, mm. by having another service. So when you said that, I was very happy. I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy, I'm not alone. Because you cannot explain this to people. Most people will say, oh, he made so much money now, he feels he's different. He don't want to hang around with us. It's like, no, this yes, has yes, nothing yes, to yes, do yes, with yes. you. It has something to do with me. Mm -hmm. I am here, you're here. We can hook up for a dinner, for drinks, for whatever, but I cannot spend my day with you because our ideas are not... I don't even think I go out for dinner and drinks. Personally, like yeah. really... I mean, you know, one of my friends here, my best friend that grew up with me, you know, when he came to Canada when he was 17, 18, 
do I don't go out with anybody that I can't see myself going out with them for the next 20 years mm-hmm. just to waste my time. I, I feel it right away. I don't go with anybody. I obviously, you know, whatever the case is, hey, listen, I'm working. Um, but I never, I don't even go out for that one drink or that one thing to tease it that I'm going to open up a relationship or whatever yeah. the case is. Um, and if it happens, it happens like inside of my life. But, you know, I think as you grow and you do more, a lot more people just want to pull from you. So you just got to be aware of it. The more you're growing, the longer it's getting. Y- yes, <laughs> of course. Yeah, it, it's true. You know, you, you, uh, you, you never really think of that. You have a lot of people around you. Uh, but let's say for example, somebody like myself, my whole day is pouring into people. It's my whole day. You know, if I'm done with you, then I'm trying to go hire these three guys and I'm training this one guy. So it's always constantly giving, giving, giving. And then you look back and you're like, whoa, who's, who's going to give me right now? Who's going to give me this source of yeah. energy or advice or consulting or, you know, this, you know, this direction? So, yeah, of course it does get lonely, but uh, that's the whole fun of it. This has been amazing. Thank you. I cannot get enough from you. We can speak all day, but no, now I know you have another program. Thank you. you. Have to be at. Thanks a lot for coming. Appreciate it. Thank show. you guys for Thank having you me. Guys. I'm really. sure you enjoyed this, and see you on the next one. And if you guys haven't read, don't stop it. If you haven't read the book, Take Charge, go grab a copy of the book, Take Charge. If you guys haven't grabbed the copy, I'm saying it, endorsing it. Grab a copy of the book, Take Charge, and go read it. Thank you. Thank you for watching this episode. See you on the next one.